0: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com.
1: low Welcome back to the survival and basic badass podcast kevin and chuck today well we're gonna talk about what nuclear accidents um basically we'll call it the meltdown episode there you go um so it turns out you know a lot of preppers they worry about emp or solar flare or even the grid going down um, all these things could really affect your local nuclear power plant. That's kind of a big problem. Um, even a threat to uh, software could be an issue. You know, as far as as your nuclear power plant. You know, a lot of this cyber terrorism. You know, that's definitely a possibility of bad things that could come. Now, HBO has this new show uh, Chernobyl, and and it had you know Rush Limbaugh. All these people, I keep hearing talking about it. Oh, it's so great and whatever. So, and we had a, a listener a little while back, Chris. Chris, right. That Chris was, uh, was like, you know, hey, I live near a nuclear power plant. You know, what do you guys think? What What, what are some extra steps we could take? So i have been thinking about it. And then I had just finished a uh, audio book and, you know, on the apocalypse because that's what I do. listen to audiobooks on the apocalypse right and uh and they talk about you know all the power going out everywhere and the nuclear power plants being a real threat that uh basically there's no way to keep everything cool forever you know those control rods and all that so that kind of got me thinking and they were like yeah if the military's there they can actually keep like bucket brigade and water, or if they can keep the diesel generators going, they can do it. If things were shut down properly, right? Which you could maybe do with the diesel generator, assuming that whatever valve still open and close, that it might be electronically controlled or whatever. So anyway, I was like, you know, yeah, we should really look into this. So I started, you know, I, I put on some of that, uh, Chernobyl TV show and, and started watching that brutal at first when I'm watching it, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, we're all going to die. Uh-huh. There, There's no, no hope for humanity at all. You know, there's just going to be a big nuclear cloud over, uh, America when all, uh, all 60 maybe of our commercial power nuclear reactors shut down now. I seem to find different information everywhere I looked. When I, I looked online, um, government websites would be like, oh, you know, America has 99 nuclear reactors. Then I, I see next line, oh, America has 60 commercial reactors. Um, so, anywhere you said uh, you had some numbers on uh, how many people are yeah, affected it says, by. It
0: says uh, 3 million people. Americans, this is in the United States. Three million people live within ten miles of a of a nuclear nuclear power
1: plant. All right. Now, ten miles is definitely a problem area. Mm-hmm. You you need to be you know worried. Um, basically, my research it ends up you get about fifty miles away, and you're kind of in that safe zone. Mm-hmm. And every bit further from there, you're going to feel a little bit better. So I did uh, take some notes, and, and we'll kind of go over the basics quick. I don't want to bore you with everything, but I, I wrote some crap down, and, and we'll see. And this is from, uh, I'll tell you, it is from the World Nuclear Association. So it's worldnuclear.org.
0: All right. Excellent. And now, is, before we get any further. Okay. Um, it is now acceptable to say nuclear or nuclear. All right. After Alright. Uh, once the president says nu- nuclear, you're good. It's just a thing. Just like Bill Clinton didn't have sex with that woman. He just got a blowjob. Blowjobs are now n- not sex. And if you're married, you can get outside BJ's. The president did it. That means it's good.
1: All right. So, nuclear. Nuclear, nuclear is how you're supposed to say it, but both are now acceptable. Both are now acceptable. What The redneck version or... Mm-hmm. So... All right, so in normal operation of a nuclear reactor, concentrated sources of radioactive isotopes, uranium or plutonium, are brought into close proximity with each other. In so doing, neutron particles from one atom of the nuclear elements um, causes a neighboring atom to split. This is fission. In turn, each fission event will release more neutrons resulting in a cascading chain reacting of rapidly multiplying fissions. The chain reaction of nuclear fission is controlled in a reactor by inserting control rods that absorb neutrons and reduce the reaction. All right. So that's what like slows it down from the whole runaway. These fissions release a great deal of energy, blah, blah, blah. Each atom of radioactive isotope emits radiation only once. So over time, the source becomes less radioactive. This radioactive decay occurs at a predictable rate half-life that is specific to, you know, plutonium or uranium. Mm -hmm. So there is an end and this half-life is pretty short. Basically it's like about every 24 hours. Um, it's going to kind of cut in half how dangerous it is. Now, if you're sitting next to the, you know, uranium laying on the ground, that's different. Right. That's not the same. We're talking about after the dust and stuff emits and mm-hmm. is coming out in your cloud or, you know, whatever, every day it's going to be half as bad as it was the day before. Right. Now, the way you need to think about this is, Imagine all the dust and the things that come out in the smoke or, you know, whatever coming around from there. Each one of these is like a source of radiation continually, you know, emitting. But like I said, with a half-life that keeps reducing in in potential power. So you want to be away from that. And they say, you know, I think in the Chernobyl show, they said, think of it like bullets just flying out. And destroying anything in its path. Well, you can actually be exposed. And everything I was reading says the government keeps changing their mind on how much you can be exposed to. And how dangerous it really is. Like you could get where, you know, it looks like you're getting sunburn and you know, stuff, mm-hmm. and still kind of not really have
0: long-term effects and be okay. Right. Well, and there's also... It's also tricky to figure out because there's about six different ways that they measure the same radiation.
1: And there's different types of radiation. There's gamma radiation is, like, the bigger, you know, threat you mm-hmm. need to worry that's about. That's the
0: one that turns you into the Incredible Hulk. But <laughs> and that's you can gamma turn radiation. into the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's, you know, a lot of different stuff going on there, and, and you kind of... It's like, oh, I'm stressed. Now, the government website, that uh, com or .org there, they were like, oh, well, most people die from their fear and misinformation about radiation. So that- That doesn't even make any sense. That collapsing <laughs> nuclear- No, they said you're going to go and drink yourself to death. Because okay. you're like, oh, I've been exposed. I'm
0: already dying. I'm already dying. Fuck it. I might have cancer in 20 years. I might as well start drinking now. Now I did pick up
1: a good tip and I wrote it down in my notes. Um, During the uh, whole Chernobyl thing, I'm watching the TV show and there was a guy, I have it in my notes. His name was Paul and Paul, the plumber at the plant Mm -hmm. says that if you drink a glass of vodka every hour for four hours, You'll be good. Don't even worry
0: about it. If the plant a, melts down. A glass of vodka. First off, this is uh in the in the current day Ukraine, right? Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. So it's in Soviet Russia at the time. Currently it's where the Ukraine is now. It's somewhere in there. All right. And this dude's name is Paul. I I was as shocked as you were, but I'm watching I'm watching <laughs> Chernobyl on HBO. Okay.
1: And the guy's like, look, I talked to Paul, and they were like, who's he? And he's like, well, he's a plumber. And they're like, you're trusting a plumber? And he's like, a plumber at
0: the nuclear power plant. Right, all right. So I get this. So so the idea is you drink a glass of vodka a day. What is a glass of vodka? A glass of vodka in an hour. An hour. For four hours. And what is a, what is a glass? Is that maybe two cups of vodka? I, I would think a cup. Okay, so we're talking about maybe what eight ounces?
1: I have no idea how many ounces. Four ounces. In a cup. I what think it's four. I, look like? I think
0: it's four. So you're talking about four, four shots, sixteen shots in four hours. That would kill my ass. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry about radiation. Yeah, but they're that's rushing. for damn sure. They're a little more I hardcore. I wouldn't die from radiation. That's for sure. Because I'd die from alcohol poisoning.
1: You know, it's that negative attitude that's going to make you not get through. It sounds like you've already given up. I've already given up on life. That's it. <laughs> this is this is how it happens. So they did have some notes on the whole Chernobyl thing, and this was not from the TV show that I would point out is based in well fiction, faction, well we faction, week. faction. You know, fact fiction. Yeah, you not know, sure. I,
0: I feel like it's a lot of people are going to watch this. Miniseries and mm-hmm. think it's a completely fictionalized story. Oh no! It's uh,
1: it should expose you to real. how co- communism works. Yeah, and it really does. It really does that, too. Oh, you better not give me bad news. I'll shoot uh, your ass. Yeah,
0: the bearers of bad news are always the uh, yeah. Always you don't the, want to uh, be that guy. Guys that get so, shot. And, uh, you know, you should go physically <laughs> and walk up and get right next to it and make sure that Just look. what you said happened happened.
1: Yeah. So basically the way it plays out in Chernobyl, nineteen eighty six, um, people were exposed to some serious radiation. They said uh twenty-four thousand people living within fifteen thousand or sorry, fifteen kilometers of the plant received an average of four hundred and fifty MSVs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's the whole like Thing that we're going to keep kind of going back to on the amount of exposure you have okay uh, we'll just say that basically like being exposed to an x-ray machine is like 0.1 msv for an x-ray machine so you know 450 versus 0.1 that's pretty well, you know, radiated. So you don't really need to worry about your x-ray machine.
0: Right. Basically, basically, a, a 1,000 MSV per hour is is about what you get to kill you. But if you are exposed to 100 MSV for 10 hours, that's also 1,000 MSV and that's fatal. Or gotcha. it can be fatal.
1: So it all, you know, exponential. So in June eighty nine, a group of experts from the World Health Organization agreed that incremental long term dose of three hundred and fifty msv should be the criteria for relocation of people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, but they said uh, this was considered conservative, so. We ensured that the risk to the health from exposure was very well compared to the risks of overall life. Out of 134 severely exposed workers and firemen, 28 of the most heavily exposed died as a result of acute radiation syndrome Mm -hmm. within three months. Of these, 20 were from the group of 21 that had received 6.5 GY. No idea had received, and out of that, 22 had received between 4.2 and 6.4. Now, again, I don't know why I should know all these different things because it doesn't really matter. It Bottom doesn't. line, you're, you're fucked if... But the idea is they act like you're just going to die if you're exposed to anything, and it's not quite there. Now, if they tell you to go up and look inside the reactor and see if it's still there... Say no! Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's like too much. But if you're ten miles away and the thing starts melting down, yeah, and you get in your car, you're probably not going to die. All right. Now, so let's talk about those things. We've kind of scared you a little bit. Act confused about our information.
0: We did that just to test you to see if you were paying attention. Right. Are you going to start drinking? Drinking a glass of vodka every hour.
1: That was actually us trying to kill off that one person. Yeah. We weren't sure if you were going to make it past
0: 14 minutes. I think we just murdered somebody.
1: We murdered one guy. One dude. So that may not be actual information you should follow, but it is real information from a HBO TV show.
0: Yeah. Now, I can say... Yes. I can say with all... Certainty, because my mother, my ex mother in law, um, did this. You can drink two gallons of vodka a week, okay, and still survive. Yes, because she manages to do it every week, week after week. Every week. week. So, I mean, consistent. That's, yeah, that's something. Um, should we just talk about what what we should do? If we live near a, a nuclear power plant. I think that's where plant. we're
1: finally getting. I just had to have a little preamble, get you a little nervous about things. All right. If you start bleeding out of things or throwing up a lot, that's bad. Right. Um. So like I was starting to tell you guys before, basically dust, that kind of stuff. You see people in suits. Turns out these suits don't have to be all that much. They basically have to be something that's going to keep the dust and particles off, off you, physically
0: off your body.
1: So when you get back to somewhere safe, you can remove your outer garments,
0: right? Get and rinsed start off, start over.
1: Now, right. so these can like be like paper suits. They don't right. need to be crazy.
0: They're they just have to be not going to protect
1: you to go up and look inside the abyss, you know, in Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. But they are going to protect you from the dust, so that as soon as you get back to safety. You're gonna stop being exposed to radiation. Yeah. So you don't wanna be out there breathing in. Believe it or not, even one of those stupid little air masks dust is gonna mask. do more to right. help you, a dust mask, than nothing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna help a lot. Um, not drinking contaminated water or eating contaminated food. Right. These are gonna be big things. And that's things that the dust got onto.
0: Yeah. Uh physically you don't wanna ingest anything that the dust could be on.
1: Okay.
0: Uh if you're if you're uh within 20 miles of a of a nuclear power plant. Okay. And what they do is they Well, let's let's start before. You live within 20 miles of a of a nuclear power plant. You want to make yourself a bug-out bag specifically for that event. Okay. What you're going to have in this bug-out bag aside of the the normal things they would you would have in yours. Would be plastic sheeting, duct tape, yes, scissors to cut cut things to, to the right size, and a potassium iodide.
1: Yes, it is potassium iodide tablets. Um, you can get them at a pharmacy. You can get them on I didn't Amazon. hmm uh, hundred and thirty milligram tablets. Mm-hmm. Um, will provide an adult. 24 hours of protection.
0: Yeah, and what that's going to do is it's going to fill your... your um, thyroid. Thyroid, right. So that it can't absorb radiation.
1: Now, if Kevin had let me drone on with nonsense and facts, mm-hmm. I would have told you that a bunch of people after Chernobyl got thyroid cancer, mm-hmm. which, believe it or not, 98% of the time you live from and don't die from that. Really? However... That said, had they taken potassium iodide tablets, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't have gotten thyroid cancer. Right. Then I have to point out, it says on the potassium iodide tablets not to take them unless you're sure you're going to be exposed because they might cause thyroid cancer.
0: Okay. So you're going to get thyroid cancer That's either a way.
1: dangerous road.
0: It seems like you're less likely to get thyroid cancer if you take the tablets. Yes. Than
1: being exposed. Right. That is correct. So
0: you're not going to want to just pop one of those every day just in case.
1: they usually say on the packet that you get, like, how to break it down by weight or whatever for a smaller child or Mm -hmm. whatever. But, I mean, you can do your math. That will say an adult weighs 165, Mm -hmm. and then you figure it out from there.
0: All right. Um, Second thing that you should do if you live near, near a power plant. Okay. Make a family emergency plan. Basically, you're going to want to have some sort of a way to contact everybody in your family. Have a place where you're going to rendezvous, a a location. I like it. Uh, If you're not all together, you're going to meet up at such and such. Um, Have an idea where your family members are at all times. Yes, I've got a 16-year-old, and it can be a little bit tricky. And for some reason, I pay for his phone. But for some reason, he just doesn't answer his phone. Yes. I don't understand how this You know what I
1: find amazing is that they stare at the phone 24-7. Right. But, but if when you're you call, away and you
0: send him a text, oh, I didn't see no it. Idea. No idea. No idea. like, how? How does that how happen? How is that possible?
1: I don't know. So and let me expand a little bit. So Kevin had pointed out you want to keep plastic sheeting and you want to keep duct tape. Right. Do you care to expand why we right. need those items? Well-
0: you're gonna want to. Am I rushing you? Well, let's yeah, let's wait. Let's move on. Let's right. one more one more before pre planning. Uh, tip here. Um, if you're within ten miles of a of a nuclear power plant, you're gonna get an annual. Automatically, you're gonna get annual information and safety tips. Yes. Um, if you don't live within ten miles, you don't automatically get it. But you can contact the, you can the sign company that alerts. owns the power plant. Yes, They will give you and provide the information for you. They're required by law to if provide you, you the information it, if nice. you request it. All right. Now let's say that you're within 10, 20 miles of a, of a power plant. You get an emergency alert, right? Radiation, whatever. They're going to tell you either to stay in your house because it's too late to leave or they're going to tell you to leave immediately. All right. So the first thing you're going to want to do is, if they tell you to get out, increase the distance between you and the source of the radi- radiation. Okay. Um, now, if you remain indoors, it will reduce your exposure to the radiation. Yeah. So, so it depends on how far along you are. If you miss that that window, you might be better off in your in your house. Okay. Uh, What you're going to want to do is keep your doors and your windows closed.
1: What if I really like fresh air?
0: You're out of luck, dude. Damn it. Uh, Close your windows, turn off your ACs, turn off your furnace, turn off any ventilation fans, duct tape your windows shut, all the creases in your doors, plastic sheeting and duct tape come in here. This is what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to seal any air from the outside from getting inside. You're gonna to want to go to the basement. Yes. You're gonna to want to place, place furniture between you and the source of the radiation. Any dense furniture, material. everything you have, dense material is best. Push everything up against the wall that's facing facing the the source there. Right. All right. If you're if you're evacuating by car.
1: All right. Well, I, let me a little bit more downstairs.
0: Okay. So they
1: they have you know put yourself. In a corner, you know, you want to be against the concrete wall, Mm -hmm. and you're like, "Well, Chuck, I don't have a basement. We live in the south, and everything is sand, and and there's no, you know, concrete basement.
0: Yeah, you're gonna die. So
1: (laughs) you're gonna die. But you want to put, like you said, dense material. So we're talking about dressers, uh, bookshelves, um, maybe a mattress you could lay up there. Not that great, but it's better than nothing. And you want to kind of hunker down. Now, remember what I said about every 24 hours, you're going to want to, uh, you know, you're going to be better off. Sorry. Every 24 hours, you're going to be better than the 24 hours before. You're going to want to fill up your water immediately. um, Mm -hmm. So that way. And so, you know, we've talked about where to get water from before, like your water heater. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to fill the bathtub, fill the washing machine. Hopefully, you got my favorite, Kevin hates when I say it, the water bob. The water bob. Kevin's already making like faces at me like, motherfucker, how'd you get that (laughs) in there? So, you're going to want to fill these up. Then, you're going to want to kind of set up your thing downstairs. No, it's not like a big immediate, like you think the big blast is coming, like gets um, Harrison Ford in that movie, you know, and he's in the Uh, refrigerator. Indiana Jones, yeah. We're not worried about that. We're worried about... Getting you as quickly to a safe spot, but putting up the plastic, taping things off, that stuff is more important than you getting to your secure location. Right. It's not more important than you being, you don't want to be outside.
0: Right. Get indoors first.
1: You want to be indoors, but I'm not saying go to the hardware store and get plastic and tape. That time it's, is passed. That time is past. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Go to your basement and whatever. But if you can secure your house, and secure your water and supplies you're going to need. Then get everybody down to this secure location. as low down in the ground. And you're going to want to freaking uh, just kind of huddle up there. And I hate to say it. You want to stay there for about three days, depending how close you are.
0: Right. now, Now, ideally seven days. But right. I know nobody wants to hear that. Remember that it's called fallout for a reason.
1: Okay. Generally
0: speaking... This material is hot. It goes up in the air, it cools, and then it comes down. The dust that's settling is the dangerous. Is what you're worried about.
1: This is where the radiation's coming from.
0: Right. So, all right. If you're taking off, if you're leaving, um, keep keep your car windows closed, vents closed. And you know that little recirculation button that's in your car. Yes. If you got to run the AC, run run that that on recirculation. All right. You're gonna to want to keep anything outdoors from getting inside your car okay. while you're making distance as fast as possible. Now, sometimes you know where you live. You know what your traffic's like. If you think you have a bunch of idiots around you, maybe common. staying put is the best bet.
1: Yes. And especially if you're outside the 10 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're inside the 10 miles, I would make a lot of effort to go somewhere. Right. But also, make sure you have somewhere to go.
0: Right. And that brings me to my next point here. If you're in a situation, say my car's broke down or uh, whatever, don't know what to do, panicking, you can text Shelter and your zip code. Really? To four three three six two. And they will text you back the nearest shelter.
1: You might want to save that in your phone right now. Right. Four three three six two. Oh, sorry. Just four three three six two. All right. Kevin will even pause for a second so you can write that down. Right. We're all just babble on about bullshit because you know, dead air is the end of radio, Right. right? Shelter.
0: So just type in shelter and your and your zip code, and text it to four three three six two.
1: Now, if I spell shelter wrong or anything, you think they're still gonna? Yeah, yeah figure no, you're st- you're, done. You're, done. you're done. You're done for. You're dead. You're just gonna die.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna want to listen to your local radio and TV. TV news. Don't put on CNN. Don't put on Fox. Whatever it is that you listen to, you're gonna want to stick with your local sources because they're gonna be. Chiefly concerned with getting people to a safe place. Act quickly if you come in contact with contaminated material. If you're outdoors, you didn't know what was going on, you find out, you get indoors, fine. Take your clothes off. Bag them up. Throw them outside. Get everything off of you yes. as soon as possible. Shower. Get in the shower yes. and wash your ass. Fresh water Mm mm-hmm. Change your clothes and your shoes. Get rid of them. Yes. Um, let's talk about how you know that you've got radiation poisoning. I'm going to run through a couple of symptoms. Most likely symptom is nausea, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Uh, loss of appetite. Headaches. Rapid heartbeat, which I wouldn't have guessed. Temporary hair loss. And... Loss of sex drive. Might be related to the hair loss, but I mean, that's something...
1: (laughs) Well, it's just your drive, your desire to have sex, not your ability (laughs) to have sex. Right. It's gone away.
0: But also, it can disrupt uh, uh, fertility. Like, you might stop having your your menstrual cycle Mm. because of radiation poisoning. Now, we're in a first-world country. Most people listening to this are in first or second-world countries. Um... Hopefully, the hospitals and things like that are going to be working. And you, you, if you get to a hospital and you're able to be treated, there's not a lot they can do for you. They can't get it out of you. You, you basically you. have it or you don't have
1: the, it. The fresh water wash down is the key is to getting it right. off of you. Immediately, immediately. As fast as possible. Um, they say, uh, you know, like if you had had like a rain poncho... You can grab out of, you know, the car or something, mm-hmm. dust mat, dust masks, anything you can do to keep the dust and the particles on the outside and then something you can discard as soon as you're right in a safe area. Um, also, think about your pets mm-hmm. um, and if your pet's outside. Again, if it's immediate, there probably aren't dust clouds. You know, if you're hearing, oh, I'm getting an alert on my phone and the plant's 10 miles away, right. you know what? Your dog that's out in the yard right now probably hasn't been exposed. Right. But getting them inside and whatever and honestly giving
0: them a little wash down probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Right. And, you know, the all these power plants have sirens that go off if if there's an issue. So, I mean, you know, you can hope you hear it if you're outdoors. But, I mean, uh, you know, if you want to be conscientious of these. These are things you want to be conscientious of. If you're within ten or twenty miles of a of a power plant anything uh um the nuclear website I'm just looking
1: at the guide that that they gave me mm-hmm. was maybe the humane option is to put your dog down if it's going to tighten your resources. ooh, and I'm like, man, and they were like it's better than just letting it go outside because radiation is bad, yeah, um toilet use. Um, again, we're talking about not bringing new water into your house, right? And that's the thing. You're like, oh well, the faucet still works, but is that water contaminated?
0: Right. So and a good. A good rule of thumb it might is, be five gallon bucketing.
1: Yeah. It, a, a good yeah.
0: rule of thumb is, uh, I mean, you guys should all, if you're listening to this show, you should know where your water is coming from. Yeah. If it's a well in your yard, you've got a little bit more time. A little than time. If it's yes. coming from a water tower,
1: yes. Well even inside the water tower as long as it's there and not right. the open reservoir up the road, you know, up the mountain or right. whatever.
0: How far is your is how far do the pipes that deliver yeah. your water? If it's how it's coming is your from house? inside the pipe, you're okay. Right. It's underground and it's safe. But I I mean you have to think that everybody else in right the street now. is running the water also.
1: But don't think your well is indefinite right. for you know fill whatever. up as much
0: as possible, as fast as possible. And yes. then stop using it,
1: and then stop using it, and then again, after about seven days outside that ten mile area, mm-hmm. you can start to you know work things back in you know in limited quantities, right um let's see what else. I got a lot of a lot of notes here basically the what we're getting at is you need to plan ahead, you need to have the plastic and the tape ready. You need to have the evacuation plan. You need to, you know, understand how these things work. You need to sign up for the alerts, you know, from your thing. You need to not buy your house closer than fifty miles to a nuclear power plant, power plant, unless you get paid really well. And then, you know, I mean, something, because then you can buy more guns.
0: Yeah, that's true. And nuclear power is very inexpensive. Very so inexpensive you can enjoy and awesome too.
1: We have a nuclear power plant about 90 miles away from us Mm -hmm. And they're actually talking about shutting it down Because New York, we're afraid of everything And God forbid And it's, God forbid, we got to protect New York City Mm -hmm. Because if they were exposed, that would be bad But everybody else, eh, fuck them, you know Mm -hmm. So we're about 90 miles away And they're shutting it down and slowly, whatever Which I have to point out is still a hazard to us But it also means our electric bills are about to turn to shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Right now they're good. And they had this big push where they're coming around our community and they're like, oh, everybody sign up for solar. And then now all the local municipalities are like, you know, we're going to tax anybody who has solar panels on their house because that only seems right.
0: Really, I didn't hear about oh, this. Oh, so that's, that's the
1: big thing now. That's good. So they're getting excited about that. That's they're good. Like, Everybody's oh, worried about global you.
0: warming, but they're going to get punished if you're working. We're going to punish you. Now, twenty um, percent of the nation's power comes from nuclear power.
1: Nuclear power is awesome.
0: It is. It is. There is no like no man, greenhouse the downside. Gases. There's no nope.
1: greenhouse gases. The downsides are so minimal. But if you're a prepper and you believe that an EMP or major catastrophe, even earthquake tsunami those kind of things, if you think that's a real threat, then there is definitely some
0: yeah. red flags and just remember that the guy that works at the nuclear power plant is probably just as dumb as as you and I are He just has the he just has the degree in that specific thing. So, if you think of yourself and how many times you fuck up in a day, just remember that's the same dude that's working there.
1: (sighs) Danger zone. So, So there's only
0: been three major, major events. Chernobyl, Fukushima, and Three Mile Island.
1: Three Mile Island and Fukushima. Now, nobody died from radiation at Fukushima, Mm -hmm. and nobody died from radiation at Three Mile Island. Yet. And supposedly only 59 people to present day have died at Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. And I like to blame communism because, for most of those yeah, deaths. Yeah,
0: because the socialists uh, socialists are always very accurate with their death count numbers. So Yes. I mean, I feel like we yes, can trust that on accurate. that one.
1: Speaking of socialists, mm-hmm. I did hear this week that, uh, you know how they always like to compare that, you know, up till like 2012, Venezuela is the model of what we should be following.
0: Bernie Sanders in 2012 said that we should be following Venezuela's model.
1: Bernie Sanders now is saying, well, Venezuela now is still better than New Jersey.
0: I've been in New Jersey. It ain't that bad.
1: <laughs> it's bad, but it ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm just saying... You know, there, there's a thing going on
0: there. Camden, New Jersey. It's rough, rough town. It's a dirty horse, but somebody's got to ride it, right? <laughs> that's right.
1: Oh, no. So that's what we got about that. Um, Basically, get the fuck out of there. But really, if you're outside 50 miles, I wouldn't be that much of a threat. But do keep in mind that animals coming out of the exposed area can be carrying, and once you ingest stuff, it's Mm. an issue. Yeah, don't eat those animals. But just the same, it's all about time. You know, as time passes, it depends. How hungry are you, whatever, and, you know, things go. So, you know, every day is a little bit better, a little bit safer. So just something to think about. Um, yeah, hopefully we bet. gave you some insight. Yeah, hopefully best bet we inspired is to hunker you.
0: down and wait it out.
1: As long as you can wait it out seven days. Right. And if you're freaking listening to this show
0: You should have at least seven you days. You should have seven days. And mm-hmm.
1: especially if you're by the power plant. Come mm-hmm. on.
0: Really get your shit together.
1: Come on, get it together.
0: Seven days. I always we always Chuck and I always recommend a minimum of two weeks.
1: Two weeks is amateur hour.
0: Yeah, that's amateur hour. That's that's uh having Having a pantry is two weeks. Just, you know. But actually make sure your pantry does have two weeks. In yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Because your pantry should have two weeks. Mm-hmm. Go to Sam's Club. Buy the ramen. Buy the big containers of peanut butter. The big peanut butter, the big ramen. You're in some red sauce and some beans. Mm-hmm. You'd be good. The twenty five pound bag of rice for ten bucks. Always, always a, a Everything recommendation. Everything we just said, you can buy for a hundred bucks. All and come that on. stuff. come on. Bucks. You can't tell me you guys can't come up with a hundred bucks. Come on.
0: Yeah, because wow. th- let's remember when that happens, you're not going to be out hunting because you're not going to want to eat whatever you're hunting.
1: No, and you're not going to want to go out there for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you really hundred percent three days you need to be down in that secure area and it's going to suck and close quarters and nobody wants to be like that now awesome if you have the big basement but also remember there's dust up on your roof Mm -hmm. and it will go right through just because you have a roof and a you know story below it radiation is still coming down
0: and exposing you and if you have a two-story house and you're in the south first floor is better than the second floor but you still right, have to Because be it is interest. further up from you. Mm-hmm. But
1: again, still stack stuff in the walls, you know, around you, and set up as much of an area as you're willing to live with. And you know what? If you're in that 50 mile area, order the uh, potassium iodide or whatever uh, right. tablets. I have that. And I will check it out. I hate to misquote things. It is, yeah, potassium iodide. Mm hmm. So, make sure you have those and you're ready if you're in, your in that danger bag, zone. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something you need to plan for. And maybe some for your neighbors, or maybe just freaking get on your neighbor's ass to go buy some.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. don't be stupid, you know? Plan, because that little bit will protect you one more layer, you know, one more level of protection. Now, I know we've been pushing the uh, prepping badass
0: group. Yeah, get on the Facebook. There's a lot of a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun
1: going on there. There's a lot of talking going on. Apparently, I may have pushed one of you guys into finally building an AR-15. Brian, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So, Brian, hats off to you. Now, Brian actually mentioned that he had ordered a uh, a build kit with uh, twenty or sorry, uh, with two, two, three wild barrel. Now, the wild barrel, a lot of you guys are probably like, I don't even understand what that is. Why wouldn't I just want 5.56? Because 5.56 shoots both. Why would I get 2.23 wild when I know that a 2.23 can't shoot Mm 5.56? Well, let me explain it to you. Turns out 2.23 wild can actually shoot 5.56 and 2.23. You're like, all right, but I already had that with 5.56. Why am I getting all crazy? Well, the wild part, what it means is it's actually set up so that this barrel will do a better job shooting 223 and shooting 556, versus 556 actually gives you a lesser accuracy out of the 223. So wild is kind of a cut above. Mm -hmm. So it really is the better barrel. And then you are able to shoot both bullets through it. Mm -hmm. And when you shoot the cheaper two two three ammo, you're going to get higher quality results than if you had just bought a five five six barrel. So I'm just putting that out there. That was a good choice. I got to say thumbs up. I like you doing the research. And maybe he already knew this. Maybe the guy in the gun store was like, you know what? This is where you need to be. Mm -hmm. But either way, hats off. And I know a lot of the guys are having big sales for uh, Father's Day coming up. And there's a lot of good shit out there. Also, Patreon. um, You guys know uh, Patreon.com. You can support us. As little as $1 a month, we'll get you a prepping badass patch. That's
0: right. We still we found an extra stash. There's, there's an a extra couple of stash. Left. We're
1: pretty good. They're not with the Velcro back hook and loop or whatever. We haven't worked that out yet. But we're working on it. And uh, some t-shirts may be coming. Um, I think I might actually set up like a prepping badass store. All right. Um, I know you guys have seen there's some knives coming. Mm -hmm. Some Bowie knives. Right. That are pretty spectacular, I got to say.
0: Damascus steel, is that correct? Damascus
1: steel, yes. And then there's also some field skinner knives, you know, for your bushcraft types. We got some good things coming. So, again, Kevin had mentioned joining the Facebook group. When you join the group, you're going to see when these things come available and see the new ideas, new things that are coming out, and you might be able to influence us a little bit. And also, you may want to shoot us an email at preppingbadass at com and tell us your ideas for a podcast episode. Yeah, this,
0: this is a podcast uh, that we got from Chris. From Chris. Right, this idea came from Chris. So um, if you're concerned about something or you're thinking about something that we haven't talked about yet, let us know. Let us know. We're always interested in new ideas for Maybe you live
1: in Australia and you're worried about a wombat uprising. Yes, I've been hearing about this. You
0: know, Hamish had some things to
1: say, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: So maybe that's your thing. Now, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago I talked about um, my neighbor's turkey had been... Fucked up by something Something got on it and just fucked it up And then left it left it to die Alright I had my suspicions but my neighbor just told me That his wife had gone out And seen a fisher cat In the driveway And so I think we found our culprit Those things are really nasty little badgers well, The creek crate right
1: here has a lot Of fisher cats mm-hmm. I had people in the next county were like Oh you live by that creek It's full of fisher cats Mm-hmm. And I've seen some pictures, and they're pretty big.
0: Yeah, they're they're nasty, nasty guys.
1: They are creepy beasts. They're, they're
0: bad. They're a little bit smaller than a than a uh, wolverine, but they're just about as nasty.
1: Sounds right. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know how big a wolverine is, well, get, they're a little get, bit. Get they can together. be pretty big. Yeah. Um, they, I,
0: big, I don't know. Bigger than a big
1: cat. Well, let's let's think sixty, seventy pound even.
0: Yeah, yeah, they get pretty big. They're, they're yeah. pretty beasty. So medium sized dog size, a Fisher cat is is more of they a they can be medium large. Mm-hmm.
1: I've seen some big boys. Yeah, so think long and muscular. Mm-hmm. But anyway, with that, stay safe,
0: and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. <clears throat> Boom. Mm-hmm.